It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and... Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upex Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later, and T. Davis will join us later in the New York Minute. How you doing tonight, TML? Another day in paradise. I just... And I know I say this on most of our episodes, but I love that song <laughs> so much. Shout out, makes- Mars. It makes me so happy. Like, it just brings so much joy to my life, and I'm so grateful for that song. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Good job, Mars Utah, giving us that uh, theme song. And if you haven't checked out the remix that he did with Left House, that's a great video those guys have going on there. Yeah, we'll actually be talking about Mars and that song a little bit later. I won't won't sidetrack the opening. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, but... uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Another great episode. It is October twenty fifth, the day before Turkey Day here in uh, in the states. So uh, we did the podcast uh, a day early. So surprise, surprise to everybody else worldwide that likes to tune in and listen to us. Um, everybody here in the states. Hopefully, you're having a great Turkey Day. And uh, thanks to COVID, we are not having our annual Turkey Bowl football game. That's okay. I'm getting a little old for that anyway. But we went to touch football years ago, so too old to tackle. Mm, is it co-ed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say <laughs> something really inappropriate. I just won't. PG-13, that's where we're trying to keep it. <laughs> hey, technically, touch football is PG-13. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Outside the clothes, it doesn't count. Exactly. Right? Well... That's mm. what I told my lawyers. Lawyers. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that, that was going to be a, a bad hole that I was going down there. So, <laughs> Yep, I've Mo- been there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, though. But uh, if you did find this podcast randomly through uh, one of the tags that we do add to the podcast, uh, Upland. What is Upland? I think we'll go to Edan for it. It's been a while since we played them. You know? Okay, okay. We'll go with that. So if you randomly find us and you're like, what are these two idiots talking about? Uh, here's one of the immortal founders telling you what Upland is all about. So Upland is a digital metaverse that's uh, kind of like overlaid on top of the real world. Uh, Upland's inhabitants uh, play various games and competitions uh, and they earn by trading the digital properties or assets or you know, even running their own businesses and they connect with their local communities uh, of Uplanders. Um, the Upland metaverse is built with blockchain technology and this powers a real world economy where participants are able to extract monetary value back into the real world. And there you go. That's what Upland is. So welcome to the metaverse it's going to be a lot of you know what we we should ask some other like people like other the other founders like uh dirk and some of the other community people to record um their version of that so that way we can play even if they can't attend live and do a full interview then we could rotate through you know i like that idea and i'm surprised out of everybody that we've had on this podcast we haven't had dirk yet yeah, that's true. 
We should get on that. Yeah, I'll get on that. We'll, we'll get on it here next couple of weeks, get him on here. It's just he always does all the other interviews, and he's kind of like the face of Upland, so. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, super boring. I get what you're meaning. I, everybody gets Dirk. He gets around. I, I didn't call him super boring, like, and I think you just called him a little, little slutty that he gets around. Whoa, PG-13. Slutty PG-13. T- touch football. Touch football. And sniffing hair. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, it's go- uh, it's going to be a great episode, no, ladies and gentlemen. Be, the, hol- the holiday episodes are going to be something to cherish, much like the uh, Star Wars Christmas, I imagine. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, the disclaimer of this Upland Me uh, does not endorse or support any comments made here on this podcast the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely that of myself thank me later and t davis and if we offend your feelings that is not any intention there too so you cannot hold us liable for offending you in any way shape or form uh that was not our intention and we're sorry in advance disclaimer done yeah they definitely don't support the last several comments you've made about them i can't believe you would call dirk boring that's, no, that was you. And, and you called him slutty. I, can't, I, I did so call weird. him that's... slutty. You called him boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him, Dirk, when we interview him, make sure that we say, Dirk, which would you prefer to be called, boring or slutty? <laughs> yes, let's ask the co-founder of Upland that question. That's the kind of quality content people turn into the Upex podcast for. It's the poo jokes, baby, the poo jokes. Jeez, old Pete's. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we, we do have a, an exciting show for everybody. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and give everybody the fan favorite of the numbers. Uh, we do How have, did you determine that that's a fan favorite, by the way? Um, Was there a poll that I missed? I'll do a poll just to make sure. What is your favorite part of, well, you know what? T. Davis will rig it, and he'll have the New York Minute voted as the, uh, as the favorite part of the Upex podcast. No, no, because we can't put New York Minute as its own thing because New York Minute has numbers, and it's just a New York version of everything. Gotcha. And he would cheat like a, so cheat like hell, so. <laughs> and he would win hands down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, we do have another neighborhood sold out in San Francisco. Got the fantasy football update, uh, a little more update on the Fiat out, uh, and then the neighborhood champion contest is uh, – is over and we have some winners there plus we've had uh, about a week to digest the spud announcement and uh, we will dive into all of that this episode so very exciting there yeah it's gonna be good and then uh, everybody's fan favorite part until the poll tells us otherwise and don't worry we'll be able to uh, shut down vote counting and uh, see where we're at and uh, we'll adjust as needed of course <laughs> it's like the u.s election you can just mail in your vote it'll be okay yes mail in your vote no signature no identity you're good to go covid19 keeps you in the house hey good to go and everybody's favorite part is the numbers and this week at dap radar uh once again upland is still doing great look at that the number is jumping on our seven-day average, and it's pretty hard for you to look at that if I don't share the screen with you. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> the, 
There we go. So Upland is over the last 24 hours at 4,000 active users. Nice. And still behind Splinterlands. Splinterlands is at uh, just about 6K active users. And then the Axe Infinity. So, So does that mean, and I know we've looked at these numbers. We look at these numbers every week. So does that mean... In 24 hours, there was 4,000 unique users that logged into Upland. That is my understanding of it. And then, so when we go to the seven-day, which we can go to here, so that means that over the course of seven days, there was almost, there was 9,890, whatever, um, active unique active users over that time. Right. That's what I'm having. I don't look at this every day. I look at it right before the podcast to talk about it, and I, I make my talking points. So uh, I, I'm not really sure because I find it kind of odd that, hey, on one day you got 4,000 users, but over seven days you only got 9.89K. No, no, no. But, like, think about it. So I log in every day. You right. log in every day. Yep. Right? So on any given day, there's about an average of 4,000. But then you say over the course of – a week, there's 9,000. So, I mean, I would equate that to mean that, I don't know, I'm shit at math, but like whatever that is, you know, you, you'd go, okay, you have about 2,000 users that log in every single day. And then you have, you know, a thousand unique users who maybe log in once a week, right? Right. So, and then like the 30 day. So in a month we have... 11,000, which to me is kind of interesting because that means like for the most part, everyone logs in about once a week. So there's a, there's 2000, maybe there's 2000 people that only log in once a month or something to that equivalent. I think so. Cause you do have a lot of people that are just sitting there on their one or two properties. Yeah. So, and I mean, that makes sense that like our seven day, because especially with the visitor thing, so that means those visitors have to log in at least every day or every week. Rip Michael D. Oh, rip. Pour some out for our homie. Yeah, I'm not pouring out this beer tonight. I uh, am blessed with a triple dog dare from Great Lakes Brewing Company. It's a Belgian style triple ale. It's delicious. 9.0%. Very good. Do they sponsor the show now? We need to get some sponsors, eh? Uh, some I, legit non-Yerbo Bueno nonsense <laughs> bullshit sponsors that you said we weren't doing, but you did anyway. So I haven't done since I said we weren't doing, so done did that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, one day we will have, uh, once businesses actually become official, you get business licenses. I have, a, I have a feeling that we will be having sponsors here on the Epics podcast for all kinds of different businesses throughout the Upland metaverse. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think that that's how I read it, which, again, like to, to me, that means like your daily active users, like these other ones have a huge number of users, but they probably only log in once or twice a month to play on them like they're not okay so it's an interesting i I think probably to me the metric i would look at is what how many users log in per week because like a month yeah i think a month is just too long because by then a lot of those other games that we're looking at probably just have new players like how many games 
well, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I probably download 10 new apps it, a it, month. If you're like my five-year-old. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm on, dude, I could, I could get you some games. You guys want to, you want some good games? Check out, um, I'm playing Battle Bouncers. Hook it up if you're playing Battle Bouncer or Hero Factory. I'm loving it. My game, though, that has been ported, and I don't know when it got ported over, but I'm so happy that it's ported. It's called Slay the Spire. Oh, my God. Absolutely obsessed. It's only $10, and there's no, like, you don't have to pay anything more than that. And it's a... Anyway, it's a deck building dungeon crawler, uh, what do they call it, rogue style. Oh wow! So you got a deck builder where you only pay ten bucks, and that's all you need to do. There's you don't have to do mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah, and it, well, you it's um you play through like thirty levels. You try and like slay the spire, right? So each each game you start out with like just a, a basic deck of seven cards, and then each level, if you win, you get like you pick cards and you build your deck as you go. And there's like four different champions that all have different powers. Super cool, ten bucks, and you get the full game. Like there's no bullshit unlocks or pack cards or any bonuses. Like it's just straight. And I probably I clock hundreds of hours on it. It's it consumes all of my time that I'm not doing anything related to a plan yeah my five-year-old when he gets his tablet time can i download one more game he like downloads like six <laughs> games that i'm like how do you even have a chance to play it in your tablet time you're just downloading 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 <laughs> you play for 30 seconds i don't like that game and he's like done i might just make yeah, uh-huh. just might I mean, make a rumble channel of him downloading and saying this game's trash <laughs> yeah well i mean and i got a lot of the passive games which is like you log in you do your three daily activities um collect your whatever and then you go you know do your next thing yeah that's cool so yeah slay the spire highly recommend it hit me up on discord if you play um or battle bouncers or battle bouncers has has like stuff i don't know i play i play so many games i love them you need some kids it sounds like no, because then I would have to buy them games, and that would take away <laughs> for me paying paying my own games. So no, nice. So yeah. uh, on to the Upland net worth. So big splash made. Big big splash. I can't believe that that says new. Yeah, like. New is he on? Well, first of all, do you think he knows his name is misspelled? Um, probably it was on purpose. Um, okay, hold on. I'm dumb. Oh, you're saying you're seeing if he was even up here at all? Yeah, just control F that. Yeah, remember, too stupid to win. Yeah, and we'll get to that more later too, because classic example today. Oh yeah. Well, no, you you just. So do you get? Wow, nowhere. Nowhere. What, is, what does your net worth go to on the on the last week one? Uh, last week net worth goes to. I mean, this is some suspense stuff here. So we're really building this up. If to be fair, it's worth being built up. Can, does anyone know? Is, is are they on Discord? This person. I don't know. We're getting close. Okay. I mean, anyway, I do love so, that. I mean, we have like 
all of the a hundred thousand gets you on to eight hundred and eighty fifth or eight hundred and eighty fourth place. Wow! So it's essentially all the. Oh, so this is like a net new. This is a new new account. This is so new look, new. That means last week they didn't even have a hundred thousand. Correct. It seems odd. Well, maybe they were just a long time listener, first time buyer. Hold on. We can do some sleuthing. When was this account created? Yeah. Hey, get on that, man. Somebody. We don't have all our sleuths on tonight. We're, we're uh, broadcasting to you on a Wednesday night. So, yeah. Nice. But, yes, Landlord, spelled O-L-O-A-R-D. Um, he snatched these financial district properties I've been looking at. No, so he, the account was created three days ago. Holy monkeys. Now, now the next thing I'm going to check is see what his, if he got a referral bonus. And the way I'm going to check that is I'm going to go to uh, the collection. The leaderboard for the UPEX. total UPEX proceeds, yes. Yeah, we're um, telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, this guy, so I didn't even know it was three days ago this individual made an account now. That's even more impressive. To be fair, if they did, it wasn't large. Like, it wasn't, I mean, it's not, they're not coming up anywhere in the top anything. So no, like they didn't, it's, it's not like sun-kissed green and noise to meet you. Hey, hey, hey. I, no, that's legit. That's 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 the way you want to execute the referral pro- program. You know, you want to you want to get somebody. Hey, here's my link. Join. You get a fifty percent bonus. So now, what's the most you can do? And that's the exact way that you can do it. Is you don't want somebody to join with your referral bonus and then buy fifty bucks of upex. No, that's true. But you also don't want any suspicion over. You know, okay, is this make it it's got to be legit because they'll find out like if it's not legit it's very easy to to watch activity and realize that it's not two players or if you're like okay now transfer me 15 million upex (laughs) you're like wait what um so one of our data sleuths is out there brian brian was on upex world and he said that he was buying 6k properties and then all of a sudden went 2.6 million 2 million 1.6 1.6 1.4 and those are all the, the bigger properties there in the financial district of san francisco so landlord hit just outside the top 10 list so he's new to the list wasn't on the list didn't have a hundred thousand upex last week and he came in at 20.16 million upex this week from three days. Yeah, man, must be the butt. I mean, honestly, it's genius. Like, that's how you should do it. Like, that's like when Dizzy and Noyce bought the museums yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, my hat's off. Like, that's the smart. Pl- like, if you, if you know that you're going to drop that kind of money. Like you just like, that's the play. Go pick up those unminted. That is your best return on investment. Like he did the calculations. He realized that like, good on you. Like hopefully it seems odd, but stranger things have happened. 
Um, I, I mean, you know, a lot of people now, there's a lot more information to a new player out there with the Discord, true. with the Telegram. You got the white paper out there. You, you can really dive in pretty deep. Um, I mean, it's just yeah. like... I mean, it seems like it's weird because, like, if there was a referral bonus, the other side of that would be like, oh, well, so they knew somebody, you know, their friend was an uplander, and they're like, oh, you got to check this out, and oh, you know, this and this, and you got to join, and hyped it up to them. It just, you know, good on you, landlord. I hope that you listen. If you don't listen now, I hope when you come back and listen to this, um, like, good on you. That's yeah. super cool. Well done. Plus... You snagged it from uh, Too Stupid, which kind of makes me happy because you've been slacking. You've absolutely been slacking. You should have bought that weeks ago, and you didn't. So the sad part is, we'll jump ahead and we'll get back to these numbers. <laughs> the, the sad part is, is so I didn't, I, I've been kind of busy, the holidays coming up and whatnot, so I haven't been as uh, attentive to the financial district as I usually am, and uh all of a sudden this afternoon while at work, it, it was posted that there's only five financial district properties left. So I'm like, ah, crap. And I look and landlord hit a lot of the properties that I was, the three properties that I was really eyeing. And they the financial district's been like slowly getting bought up, but like nothing like insane. So in the last week, it's just really started to ramp up and landlord picked up a bunch of them. And... So I'm like, ah, I'm like, crap. I'm like, well, kids, you're not having a Christmas. I already robbed your college fund. Now I'm robbing your Christmas fund. Um, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I moved some money around. I stole from my kids Christmas. And I'm like, kids, uh, Christmas is going to be kind of tight this year. Uh, Daddy's got to buy stuff in Upland. And uh, it's in the financial district. Don't worry about it. You'll get a better Christmas later. Well, I mean, and then I we can one. We can piecemeal you together a little package then wicked bomber yeah. buys up all five of them before i wicked, get home from work wicked bomber like and this is why like obviously if you're listening to this podcast there's like a 90 i feel like a 99 percent chance that you're already on the discord that you're already active because um, i feel like that's a lower barrier to entry than the podcast but like this was talked about on the fan server in the financial district, like real time, like as it was happening, like people were monitoring it and that like it was, I mean, this is a monumental event. What's today? 1125, 1125, financial district, San Francisco sold out. Like that is a red letter day. That was the biggest collection of its kind that had not sold out yet. Like it was, you know, the, um, what are other inaugurals, which were sold out by default because that's what they are. And then, um, iconics, which did sell out fairly quick. There was a couple like really big ones, that, but, and then, I mean, what else is there left? Right. There's, so it's all red and yellow sold out. Our, our, our sluice are at it again. You did a hundred K, uh, he did a hundred K purchase and then about 4am he went crazy. Uh, landlord went crazy with his upex purchase. <laughs> Mars says he got drunk and blew that Bitcoin money. <laughs> I, I mean, oh. Bitcoin has been on a hell of a run. So, you know, really? the, what's it at? What's uh, Bitcoin at now? 19 K it, it's been floating around 19 K. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And That's I was, crazy. 
and once again, too stupid to win when it was at 3,500 earlier this year or 3,500 last year and uh, 6,500 earlier this year. I was like, nope, nope, going to wait it out. It's coming down. Oh, man. Super wrong. That's crazy. <laughs> so Wicked Bomber, uh, yeah, he bought the last five properties before I could get home from work and uh, buy my three financial district properties to complete the collection. Um so yeah, so then I told the kids, "Don't worry about it. You're still getting the Christmas you were going to get." But now I'm just pissed off, so I jumped a plane to New York, and I'm taking the kids' Christmas money again. Whatever, you're not going to buy in New York. Get back on that plane. I'm buying in New well, York. Unless you're talking about you got on a plane in real life, and you're like, "I'm going to go and spend your money on the streets of New York." <laughs> now I'm buying stuff in New York. Um, whatever would you buy in new york what do you even know about new york you don't know it dude i got the ghostbusters apartment building so i guess we don't need t davis anymore since you're mr new york sorry t your services are no longer required ah i'm not going to be involved in new york like uh, t is not at all well he's got the new york down lock for us yeah I didn't even scroll down. I didn't even scroll down the the rest of the list. Wait, wait. Satoshi's view. Shout out to him. Uh, he was the one that we talked about last week on the um, what you call it, the GTA reference. Yes. So big props, executive. So we have so the executives. We definitely want to call out the new executives. So the uh, Satoshi's view, and then who was our other new? We had Polar Brownie. Which is interesting. Um, Sturge. And then, and then our boy Sturge Merlin. And uh, isn't that silver? Isn't he the Silver Surfer? He's the uh, Silver Surfer. Yeah, I like that. That's a really cool um, explorer. Yep. So we had uh, four new executives this week. Thirty-nine total executives in Upland now, and uh, twelve new directors this week. Two hundred and seventy-eight directors. 200 yeah that's crazy i wonder what where they're coming from because i don't they didn't come really from that contest i don't think no and we just got back on brave or upland just got back on brave oh really okay yeah um i'm just curious what people are buying or like what's spurring that I mean, Dissy really just needs to get it over with and crack that 3K on properties. He's uh, 163 away, so just crack that. Get that 3K, reach that milestone, be that trendsetter. Yeah, yeah, Dizzy. And by then, he, he should have broken uh, 70,000 <laughs> net worth. 70 million. Seventy million, sorry, seventy thousand, seventy thousand dollars. That's the number I'm having in my head. Yeah. Um, so we had crazy, uh, crazy people. Seven new players this week. Uh, crack a hundred properties. So congratulations to you guys. And uh, once again, uh, it, having having a hundred properties or a thousand properties is going to be a rarity. What what do you give that? Do you give it 18 months, 24 months, or do you think it will be less time than that before having all these properties? Well, no, because, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, honestly, Dizzy owns a bunch in the slum of New York. Like, 
it's it's by city and as we get new cities like there's going to be new dizzy equivalents and there's going to be new tm equivalents like tm owns one neighborhood i mean he owns 2000 properties in that neighborhood but essentially he owns one neighborhood right so to me i just go um you know we'll see higher property numbers but i i think the numbers as you split out i don't think you'll see anybody um like a hundred in in um, San Francisco, a thousand in San Francisco, like those just aren't going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then New York will be the next. Well, I think between New York and Fresno, but like honestly, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of properties still left. And when, um, it's just, when you look at New York too, we're just talking Manhattan. We haven't opened up the Bronx. We haven't opened up Queens. We haven't opened up Brooklyn or Staten Island. And so, yeah, but so what I don't get, like, how does that equate? Like, so when you say, you know, we only opened up Manhattan of New York, like, and, and sorry, maybe this is just an ignorant question. Cause I'm not super familiar with uh, like the way New York is set up, but like, um, how does that compare to like San Francisco? Like, so there's surrounding areas of San Francisco, but are we saying like technically New York city proper is more than just Manhattan? And maybe that's a stupid question. Cause now that I say it out loud, it does sound stupid. So, well, no, that's a, that's a good question. There's no stupid questions to stupid people. Remember that. Um, <laughs> but uh, San Francisco, they open up San Francisco and the neighborhoods that make up San Francisco is what we have in Upland. Now, New York is comprised of five boroughs. Uh, the most popular when people think of New York is Manhattan, the financial district, you know, Times Square. But that also includes Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Staten Island. And uh, yeah, because I mean, I guess like I think Brooklyn it's and, like three hundred and twenty yeah, like, like Bronx, like. Yeah, those to me, like if I think of New York and somebody's like, oh, I live in, you know, the Bronx or, or whatever, I would go, oh, uh, yeah, that's New York. Yeah. New, New so, York City proper is like 322 square miles or something ridiculous like that, while San Francisco's 47 or 49, Manhattan's 26 or whatever the case may be. But Interesting. Yeah, so... Huh, okay. No. no, that's that's good to know. I, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So, I mean, like that that definitely, you know, kind of makes me not necessarily rethink New York, but I mean, I guess it depends on their rollout plan. Like, would they roll out more of New York before they opened up more cities? Like, I wonder where that is on the roadmap of New York expansion versus um, Hong Kong you know, expanding U.S. or expanding out to other. I would imagine that it's got to be pretty low on the priority list, I think, but I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a while, I think, uh, unless we get a big influx of players that really scoop up these properties. I mean, Eric P. Barton is still on a steady spree. He picked up about 140 properties this week. TM picked up about 300 properties. Dizzy stayed steady, so, you know, the top guys are still climbing, using the residuals to continue to pick up property, so... Nothing wrong with picking up slums. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I think it was a brilliant play, honestly, yeah. um, on on Dizzy's part. I mean, we've seen lots of players. Uh, now I'm going to forget their names, and I feel bad. Uh, 
that that did that in San Francisco and have made quite a profit. I'd be curious. Um, I'd have Brett. Brett's the one I was thinking of. Um, you know, I know Brett and some of the other guys. They trade in those lower entry level properties. I don't want to call them slums. They're just entry level properties, and they make good you know, reasonable profits on them and they're able to sell them quickly and reinvest into bigger or, or different ones. So, yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, any other comments on the numbers that we have here? No. Um, no, it's again, I mean, the big thing around the numbers this week is definitely uh, financial district sellout, huge event. Um, I mean, literally millions of up X. Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, looking to make some deals to to pick up my other three properties, since uh, since I'm not getting the big ones, I was seeking, so that's okay. And I even even when they released those uh, big properties, we talked about that one. I'm like, man, that's a deal. And then by the time I figured that I should pull the trigger on it, you already scooped that up. That was a steal still to this day. Oh yeah, right. I. Yeah, that, that was, it, it was a, a nice, nice, perfect square, big up square area and like cheaper than everything else around it. It was just wild. Yeah. Yeah. Honest. And, and honestly, I mean, it's, it was an overbuy for me for that area and I, I didn't end up closing out the iconic. So, uh, I think one pine street might be for sale for you if, if you want to talk, cause I just, it's sitting not in a collection and it's wasting, wasting away. So I'd rather have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? This could be this be a good way to test um our like uh share. So if so what you have how many financial districts? Like one? You need four more really. Well, I have uh two financial districts, but one of them is uh in the iconic collection, so I I only have one that's available for collection. Yeah, so it would be interesting. So if there was say three or four people wait how many do you need four three you need four for the collection i need three okay. more so if there was three players so myself and say two other players went hey we have extra financial district properties and we let you borrow them because obviously like i trust you they would have to trust you too and you go okay i make an extra however much extra interest on say my property and go okay we'll split it Right. Or you even just go, you know, since you'll make extra money on your financial district property, um, like if it's worth it to then go, okay, everyone gets more money if you have an extra financial district to kind of consolidate that to complete another collection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, what's going on with your badges? You got five already. Jesus. <laughs> Slacking, man. I've had five for a while. I need to get, I need to get more badges. I, I guess they redid them. You look all cluttered right now. Dude, this new voting badge. I'm sorry. Stop. No, I, I shouldn't say stop touching it. Change it back. Fix it. What the hell is this hand, like, holding the check mark? Uh, I guess. I mean, I, I get it, but, like, I'm guessing that the, the check marks, they probably got comments because it looked like official, like, um, you're like verified. Verification, like, verified. So I can see how that would be confusing, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. Voter, yeah, auction, broadcaster, aviator, and ambassador. Um, so I think, and I'll get the. Isn't there wasn't there a badge for the one of the parade things that we just did? Um, I thought that was an explorer. 
Mm, either way, we haven't got it yet. Yeah. Slacking. You see, you're not the only one slacking. Why don't they just automate it? Why isn't it just... (laughs) I mean, you got Dirk in his basement trying to program all this big stuff for us, and and we're worried about this pedally stuff. Come on, let Dirk do the big, big stuff for us. I mean, if you can't do the small stuff, what? No, I'm just... I don't (laughs) want to... And... and, and, Dirk is not programming this game, and he's not sitting in the basement by himself. He's got a good team, and the developers and and the programmers do an excellent job of uh, following the roadmap pretty closely, but I think they're going to miss the property development this year. Well, I mean, it depends because, I mean, the sandbox, right? Yeah, the sandbox is, I think, the stopgap. Yeah, I definitely think so. Now, um on the topic of badges, um, I would, and this is something we had talked about before. Um, what am I looking at? Why, why did you send me that screenshot? Following to, anyway, um, on the topic of badges, I would like to start, and I say we, we would like to start a formal petition. I don't know. We can put it up somewhere. Maybe we'll just put it up in the request um, part on the official channel and then just ha- have people spam the hell out of it with emoticons or something um, to petition uh, for Mars, Utah to get a music note badge. Absolutely. Yes. So not only did he create, obviously we love him because he created um, the theme. He created, he added the lyrics to the theme music for our show, but he also has played at several, at least two events that I know of, um, the, under official upline capacity. So he is really like, I feel like there should be a musical, you know, badge dictating Mars Utah as like, or even maybe is it, would he be considered a DJ? Not a DJ. That's demeaning, right? I think DJ is not a pro. No, that's an MC. MC? Yeah. I'm not cool enough to know the right terms, but a music note. I think we give him a music note, and then it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to think of a cool title for it. But like. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's get on. I'll get on the Upix, uh, the Upix Twitter, the Upix Podcast Twitter. We're going to create a poll here. Should Mars Utah. Ooh, Twitter. There yes, you yes, go. Yes, yes. Yep. Let's send to the Twitterverse. We'll get, we'll get all the tweets. Link to his music video or something, too. Yeah, I'll work what? on... I, I like that idea, but yes, I, I'm fully supportive of Mars Utah getting a music badge, and I don't care that's the only one out there. I mean, for now, I mean, maybe it'll encourage other musical-inclined artists to come and help out at some of these events and, you know, make additional theme songs or, you know, things like that. But, I mean, he definitely deserves one. Yes, he does. All right. You see, I'm in New York now. I jumped on my plane. Dude, there's I'm in no New way York. you're already in New York. I'm in New so York. Now I, now I know you're lying. The, so, the flight is 45 minutes. Been there. You've been there? Yeah. So you lied about getting on a plane then? No, I didn't. We were in post-show, and we are... Now, an hour since we started, well, over an hour since we started pre-show, so... uh, That's true. The numbers check out. Okay, all right. The numbers do check Uh, out, so I'm in New York now. 
I'm hanging out well, at uh, JFK. You have to come back for the Thanksgiving parade. You... That's so. fine. I don't care. You're not going to participate in the Thanksgiving event? I don't know. Yes, you are. So and you didn't think of that. I and did now, not. Now you're, now you're feeling kind of too stupid, eh? Why do you think my name is too stupid? I don't think of these things. I react off of emotion. I'm just gone. I'll, I'll be back in the morning to march around in a parade, and it'll be fine. Yeah, get, you get your explorer badge or trinket that you're not going to get for another year. So <laughs> Another year. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that holiday explorer's badge before the holiday is over. I hear you, Mars. That's a good point. All right. Should Mars Utah get a custom music badge? Question. And then I'll just at Upland me too, just for fun. Yeah, at Upland, at Dirk, at Edan, at them all. Like, um, excuse me, can you please tell me why this angel voice does not have a music badge? Can you please explain that to me? This right. soothsayer <laughs> is that what they are? Soothsayer. Yeah. Oh, so let's. Oh, that's actually we can call the soothsayer badge. He sings to the weary and rejuvenates them. I like that. All right, Shamar's Utah. Not to be confused with a bard. No one likes a bard. They play those ukulele type instruments. Nonsense. No one needs them. You die first, and I'm not using a resurrection spell to save you. I'm sorry. We're moving on. Say what, nerd? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that was just like. Whew. Yeah. Well, to all my D and D fam out there, they'll get it. They know. Unless you're a bard, at which point you're going to go sing a sad song in the corner. R.E.M., that's me in the corner. R.E.M. would be a bard, and they would sing in the corner. Gotcha. All right, so should Mars Utah get a custom music badge for creating the first Upland song? And what are your choices? Yes, hell yes, and why the hell not? Doesn't he already have a badge? (laughs) Like, those should be the only options. Let's hear yes. Why doesn't he have a badge? Ah. Why doesn't he have a badge is too long? I'll just use the letter Y. No, do it. Do it Asian style. Why no badge? <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> wow. So, that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> Disclaimer, we already apologize. We already apologize. You can't. We did apologize. (laughs) Yes, why no badge? (laughs) Hell yeah. And no, I am a hater. Yes, there you go. No, I'm a hater. There we go. All right. And we'll make that last, what, two days? No, 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 no. Make it make it um, last like six days. Give, six it, give days? it a whole like week, you know, so then okay. we'll reveal the results on the next podcast. All right. Six days. All right. Should Mars Utah get a custom music badge for creating the first Upland song at Upland Me at Dirk at Edan? Yes. Why no badge? Hell yeah. No, I'm a hater. And Brilliant. we're out. So Send go it. ahead and vote. That took like five minutes to talk about. Jesus. That took like 10 minutes to talk about. What are you talking <laughs> about? 
All right. So we do have to get to the New York Minute, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to go, and we're already 43 minutes in. Extended holiday edition. Yay! Everybody loves us. It's amazing. It's great. We provide quality content each and every week. Mm-hmm. Is live from Little Italy in New York. T. Davis with a New York Minute. How are you doing tonight, T? Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having you. Come on, bro. You've been doing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for calling. <laughs> what the hell do you mean? Like you haven't leached on since day one and not let go. <laughs> hey, like, I need to, I need to express my gratitude each and every time. Nah, man, you you're part of the family at this point, man. Uh, well, I appreciate that. So, hey, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, in the last six days, not a whole lot going on in New York, believe it or not. We'll get to the numbers in a bit so I could show you exactly how little changed. But um, I want to start off the segment with, I guess, with part of my fun fact and since the holiday is tomorrow, I'm going to have the subject to be the probably the most famous holiday parade in the United States, and that's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And uh, I guess the fun fact is going to be in 1926, before anybody cared about pollution, <laughs> they used to set the um, – the floats loose, right? They would just let go of them, and there was a bounty on on finding them. So these giant helium-filled float I'm sure you guys have all seen them, how enormous these things are. Oh, yeah. They would, at the end of the parade, they would let them go, <laughs> let them drift, and then there was a $100 bounty that, I don't know with inflation how much that would be nowadays, but in 1926, I would imagine that that's a significant amount of money um, for just any any random citizen to go track down the float and return it for the bounty with one of them landing on a, on a home in Staten Island and just cars coming in from every direction and neighbors and everybody fighting over this float that landed on a on a house and tore it into you know a dozen different pieces. That's about fifteen hundred bucks today. I have to see that. I, I would imagine that that was quite a sight. But how um, much is it today? About fifteen hundred bucks. Is wow. it fifteen hundred? Yeah, man. I would hunt that down for that for sure. I go chase a balloon, dude. If if I hunt down giant Snoopy, I'm keeping that thing forever. <laughs> Are you insane? There's no way I'm. You're taking it fifteen hundred dollars? No, ten grand maybe. I'm selling that shit on eBay. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? That bounty is garbage. But <laughs> that, yeah, um, there, there. If I'm not mistaken, they are still doing the the parade this year. Uh, really? I tracked the route, and the route has changed about um, probably half a dozen times over the years. Um, significant to little changes. Um, what is? What are your guys' favorite? Do you guys have a favorite? I mean, TML just said Snoopy. Do you guys have a favorite float? I loved when they had the underdog float there. That was back in the eighties. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I like the Pokemon one. If you've seen that, the 
Oh, like a Pikachu? Yeah, the Pikachu. Mm, that's, that's a good. Yeah, I'm a Peanuts fan. I mean, Snoopy, uh, I mean, like, you know, not to get whatever, but like as a kid, I had the, you know, the Snoopy, you know, little stuffed pet and, you know, I'd take that thing everywhere with me. So Snoopy's a, Snoopy's a personal favorite. Nice. Wait, nice. Mars is saying there's a Mixplick one this year. Is that true? Like, is that a true statement? Because Mixplick is like a character, right? Like, oh, get out of here, Mars Utah. You troll. Apparently, no, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, that's at least what we're, I get for reading live messages. At least when Recurrier tells us stuff, he's legit with it. Mars is just making stuff up. Yeah, but Mars, if, if, at least when Mars lies, he gets to the point. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, the financial district, as you guys mentioned, is in San Francisco, was sold out. It is not in New York. There are still 13 unminted uh, New York financial district properties. They're going to set you back at least, I think, 98K is the cheapest, and it's average right around 110, 130, something like that. Um, I don't anticipate it being 13 tomorrow. Um, especially the way the, the the San Francisco ones went today. I, I feel like that FOMO is going to carry right over to those 13 in New York, and that'll be sold out you know shortly. What, you know yeah. what has two thumbs? I don't know and... about overnight, but I just don't anticipate don't tomorrow there being 13 still. You know I what has? There, there's, first of all, if you look at the price per up square, which I know isn't the only thing that dictates it, but – I find it very, very unlikely that it'll be a premium collection, if it's a collection at all. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I honestly, I think the – although it, when I look at the API and I see the base price and it's just – it's exactly like San Francisco, that makes me think that, you know, when they coded those collections – or encrypted those collections way back, you know, before New York opened that maybe that's what they, that's what they had in mind. It was just going to mirror San Francisco. So I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the fence with it. I definitely I'm leaning more towards what team L just said with it, not likely being the same, but you know, I don't, but this is the financial district of New York. Nobody thinks. Right, yeah. Nobody There's thinks money. Yeah. Like how many, right back how over many properties says, are there? How many properties are in that in the financial district? Of more than in San Francisco. No, I know. Just anyone know the number? Yeah, it is five hundred and twenty-two. Five twenty-two. So I'm. Uh, what's five twenty-two divided by three? Let's say it was. Uh, let's do five twenty-two divided by four. Um, it's I'm just thirty. Like honestly, I could see it being a purple collection. Maybe if they're gonna do it, it's it's too. It's. I just don't see it being a red level. Like I don't see it being two X. I just. I think it'll be if if, and that's a. To me, it's a big F. If it is a collection, I think it'll be a mid-tier collection. Well, so the, the 1. San Francisco... 1.6. FDs, they have a multiplier behind them like that I think is like 11 or so. I mean, right? Because their, their base price is 480. And then if you do the math on, on just the base monthly earnings, it certainly is in 480. It's like... 
times 11 or times 10, something like that. Yeah, no, the base price is in the thousands. It's like 4,800. Um, I, I don't Recurrier care. Recurrier chimed in. Recurrier also dealt FD collection. So, hey, welcome. You weren't in the pre-show. Welcome, Recurrier. He popped in late. Yes. Now we can talk... Now we can talk nonsense about Recurrier to his face, which makes me feel better. Well, that that's why I, I didn't mention them until they showed up. And one day we'll have a anti-kick Recurrier uh, podcast. No, we love Recurrier. We do. but For the record, if you get made fun of on this show, it's because we like you. Well, at least me. I'll speak for me. It's like a kid at recess. Like... I don't only really pull the hair of the pretty girl I like. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull jabs at you if I actually don't like you. If I actually don't like you, you're just never gonna hear me say your name. That's how you know I don't like you. So, so Recurrier is the pretty girl you like on the playground. <laughs> That's what I heard. I mean, when he puts his lipstick on, he does it for me. What can I say? So, uh, all right, let's move into some numbers that haven't changed much at all other than just the property count after the – so Dizzy didn't buy any New York properties in the last six days. Still sitting at the top with 24-22. TM bought a few. Uh, He's got triple threes. Um, And Atomic Pop rounds out the top three, the 253. And then – there was literally no movement whatsoever between four and ten. It's still Sunstar, Hodler, Jigo Player, MG, Oliver, EH0405, which, if I'm not mistaken, he hopped into the Discord server, and I was super excited. And I, I don't recall if he actually replied back after that, but I was definitely excited to finally see H0405 in the Discord server. So shout out to him. Uh, Brett Gerber at number 10. Um, our initiatives are have also been relatively quiet. The meat packing di- district is definitely picking up some steam in the disc in the in the fan server. Um, a lot of deals and just talk just in general. Um, led by Matt, Matt is a community asset. One of the one of like you know the cornerstones, in my opinion, of what makes the Upland community so so awesome. Is he a so Russian asset? Just as long say, as a community asset, is he a Russian asset? Uh, that's you know what I I don't know enough to answer that, so I'm going to say I don't know. He very well could be. Just checking. You got to know. No your... comment on that. I'm not certain if he is a Russian asset or he is not. Possibly, I guess. Right. Um, Sorry to throw you off. Yeah, I mean it's all good. We're good. We're just joking around here. What what else do I have? Uh, Little Italy. Um, we still have something big planned for the coming week. So it was going to be this week, but then with the holiday events that Upland, the official Upland events that are being held, we just decided that we don't want to um, overshadowed them honestly because it's going to be way better than what they're doing but um (laughs) uh, we didn't want to compete i guess that's a good way to put it um so it sounds like uh, little italy is serving humble pie for thanksgiving yeah we have we have something real big planned for the for the new for the uplander player um um as far as 
building their collections and you know just getting getting ahead with their portfolio in the in the game so just be on the lookout for that you know sometime mid next week and uh that's about all i have from new york this week i'm hoping things get exciting and pick up for this segment soon and i really hope that upland doesn't forget about new york because i think it's been you know a few weeks now since they've done anything at all with yeah you know we have fresno stuff happening tomorrow we always have san francisco stuff going and it's just i don't know i'm getting a, a little anxious that new york has been put on the back burner I mean, they they said it time and time again. New York is launching and will be in vanilla for a while. Vanilla. So, right. That's okay. But I'm there's right. still things that they could be. I mean, they're, look, they're offering the uh, murals and Fulton Street tomorrow, right? Like, there's locked properties over there. I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I just hope that it doesn't go months with nothing new happening other than just minting unminted properties. Well, I mean, mean, that's welcome to San Francisco vanilla, man. What do you think December of, I mean, January, February, 2019 until, you know, June of this year, like that's all San Francisco was. Maybe you'll get some collections and stuff, but man, like that would be great. Uh, But again, I think it'll be, uh, a handful. I think, I mean, there's 25 collections in New York. Right, I think yeah. that those will, those will trickle out, but I mean, I think the rest, and I don't think any, I don't think there's a collection released until 2021. Like I just don't, I would agree with that. Yeah. There's just too much happening right now in San Francisco with the sandbox and the other stuff between that and Fresno. I just not enough time. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's what vanilla is of of upland it's speculation on the properties it's figuring out where you're going to be and and establishing it i mean there's not gonna i think it stays like that for a while again collections i guess collections will be kind of exciting um for the day that they're launched and then it'll just be right it'll it'll be madness no flights to new york if you're not already there and yeah yeah. Races to the unminted ones that nobody thought about. Yeah, I think again that's going to be that's going to be uh, interesting to see how that goes down. Hey, guess what All I'm right. doing? Do what? Guess what I'm doing? Hopefully. Flying to go buy a, a no flying financial flying back to flying <laughs> back to San Francisco if you're smart. Nope. Buying. Dude, do not buy the rest of New York financial <laughs> district. Do not. You literally just heard four experts tell you on your own show that there's likely not going to be a collection. It's likely a red herring. Oh, dude, do not go buy toilet seat property. You're not buying toilet seat property either. Too stupid. Put the money back in your kid's Christmas fund. You Grinch who stole Christmas for nothing. You missed out. Move on. What are you buying? I'm buying financial district. 
lame. You literally just heard all of the experts. We're on here to tell people what to do to help them. And you're like, okay, I heard from literally all the people that I surround myself with, with this information and I'm too stupid to win. (laughs) So I'm going to go buy all the properties. It's the worst. It's New York city. It's financial district. And it's, it's going to be garbage. It's going to be bigger than I mean, San oh, Francisco. Is there too. Oh shit! I mean, oh shoot! So, so I just bought fifty nine <laughs> Maiden Lane, and then uh, that was a two hundred and fifty nine k property. And then uh, oh, I'm watching them do it. I just bought a hundred and ten Maiden Lane. That was a hundred and some odd k property. I'm about to uh, slide in here and uh, pick up. 110 William Street. That's 346. Hey, I'm I'm building skyscrapers, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I guess we'll talk to you. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, apparently that ale might be a. Was it your double dog dare, triple dog dare? You got to do a triple dog dare. Yeah, no one triple dog dared you. We triple dog <laughs> dared you to buy your kids Christmas gifts. That's our triple dog dare. Why don't you? Take care of all of the children. He got some monster properties, though, man. Look at that. There's another monster property right there. I'll send over there. Oh, my gosh. Look, you'll be sad when I have my skyscrapers and everybody in the San Francisco Financial District's like, why is nobody interested? Um, (laughs) Yeah, okay. I will be sad if that ever happens, but it'll never happen. So... I'll sell you one of my uh, New York properties where you're like, bruh, uh, can you uh, hook that up? Because uh, yeah, all right. For the record, I will find somebody else who has financial district properties <laughs> and I will buy it from them before I buy it from you. Come on now. No. We told you not to blow all your money on this nonsense. Nonsense. Not nonsense. I've been contemplating that New York's the place to be because it has Manhattan has the allure. No. So I think, and maybe I'm biased, but in a year's time, once you have other upland cities, I do think, I know we were talking about that in either the Discord or somewhere else. Like, I do think it's going international next. That would make sense to me. Yeah. And it's just New York, like, like too stupid said, it has just that allure. It's, globally known as one of the biggest and best cities in in the world. I mean, yeah, but you're to not maybe, what, thinking Tokyo about it and, like a game. You guys are missing it. Like you're putting on your real world hat and you're like, oh, it's New York, which is cool. And there's definitely going to be some cool events there. I'm not saying that. But the reality is all of the – okay, take the sandbox thing, for instance. All of these type of beta tryout things – are going to happen in San Francisco first. Like unless it's an exclusive thing like farms or wasteland or something that isn't going to happen in San Francisco, anything that's related to major cities, which I would say is going to be, unless there's something that's unique to New York, which as far as I understand, like I don't know why there would be, um, but it's all going to be betaed and released and launched in San Francisco first. So from a game perspective, if you're a true gamer, you want to be a part of that. Now, granted, there are some benefits. Like, I mean, Little Italy is going to benefit greatly from having people who have experienced the building and like, oh, man, I wish I would have known this and this and this. But like, 
people want to be part of the first things. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I bought some properties in New York. Uh, It's a great city from a digital perspective. Um, But I don't know. I just, I don't see it. Green Turtle sold a very cheap property for a very expensive price because it was New York, baby. I mean, that's true. I mean, that's debatable. I mean, it's not debatable. He did. He sold that property um, to somebody who subsequently went to jail. So doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, I don't, for the record, I, I, no, I feel, I guess I, can, I don't know for a fact because I am not Green Turtle and I'm not sitting there with him, but I feel within the high 90% confidence that Green Turtle was not complicit in any um, shady activity. I, I believe that was a genuine um, offer that he got that he didn't realize that the, the it was coming potentially from ill-gotten gains. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, Wall Street, yes, they're... Um. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely some big pieces, and there's some players that have great properties there. And again, it's the second city, so when there's a hundred cities, I mean, I think New York will be further evolved than Chicago or you know whatever other cities they launch in um, uh, the U.S. But okay, I, I'm done buying my New York financial district properties. I, How I many pick- did you get? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. No, buy it out. Didn't wasn't there only eleven left? Thirteen, 13 and there's definitely lo- way less than that now. Buy all of them. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Buy them all, so that way we can say it's sold out you, on the same day. You just told so me to. Ha- they can share an anniversary. I I cut my money in half. What I was going to spend in San Francisco Financial District, I cut. Actually, I cut it in a third. So. Did you spend? <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 Fine, I'll be okay. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just. It looks like five, five left, five left. Uh huh. What's the total price? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. So, honestly, if it wasn't for 95 South Street, I feel like not much at all. Let's see, one, three, six. Maybe 1.4, something in that neighborhood, 1.5 total left. I'm, I'm going to pass. I'm going to jump on a plane and go back. 95 South Street being the biggest at 700K. Recurrier says that's worth it for the story. Then you buy them, Mr. <laughs> worth it for the story. Yeah, and, and type that up on your website. Go for it. <laughs> oh, wow. 95 South Street's on the water, too. That's a nice one. How much? How much is ninety-five South Street? Seven hundred and eight k, even. Oh, so like one point three for the other four, and then seven hundred just for that one. So you're you're still looking at almost two million in properties there. And I'm good. I'm passing. I'm happy with what I got. Ugh, you should be disgusted with yourself. This is why you missed out on San Francisco FD properties because you went and faffed about and bought other nonsense. That's that's a correct statement. Yeah, and now you're doing it again, but in New York. 
there's nothing left to buy in San Francisco. That's not entirely true. It's kind of true. The thing is, everything you buy in San Francisco is going to be worth money. Those properties aren't going to be worth anything unless they're part of a collection, which they're not going to be, which means that their value is pretty damn low outside of property development and a community well, collection. I don't and know that. Stuff. I would say not a collection. I don't think it's going to be the same collection, but I don't, I don't know. There's a lot down there. You're looking at Justin. it from a gamer's perspective. I'm looking at it from the people who are just the, the general population that will be attracted to this game in the next year or so, and they're going to have the allure of New York City, and they're going to buy stuff for uh, increased prices. Even though it's <sighs> vanilla, even though Maybe. there's no collection. It's just based on what, though? Like, you're not seeing that in San Francisco. Like, and honestly, like, you're not going to see that. You're going to see it here and there, but it's going to be an exception, not the rule. Unless it's part of a collection, unless it's part of a hyped neighborhood. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, because there is the potential that, you know, you you have the, you know, a bunch of people that go, well, we want to make the financial district, uh, you know, a collection a community collection and, and somebody takes up the torch and, you know, they do without like Alma square dog patch, VV, um, those type of, um, you know, little Italy is already going to have that following, you know? So, I mean, you could do that. It's just outside of that, a hundred thousand upex property is just going to be hard to flip without a story or a collection or some other inherent value. That's just my opinion, though. Like, so I love it. I love that you went and you're like, I'm just going to do my own thing. But yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I thought about it for a half second just because it's a cool story. But then I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to save my 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 interest for property development and other things. I mean, you can see my, my property numbers have gone down. I'm not buying anything new right now. I'm selling and holding what I have um, to save up for future. No, no, I don't need a plane ticket. I don't want to spend that kind of upex in New York right now. So, man, what happened to the uh, the airport mafia that we were setting all our fees to 200 upex? A lot of people still have them set at 20 in JFK. Yeah, I think all that. I mean, I made a jab. I didn't make a jab, but I kind of like made a <laughs> comment. We were talking about like how they need to be more transparent and talk about features, something about like so people don't waste their money on things. I made a jab about the airports. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Turk's like, no, trust me, it's going to be. And I was like, well, right now, there ain't, I don't think there's a single airport owner who's like, man, I'm so glad I, I got those airports. Like, I haven't seen a single benefit from them yet. Like, honestly, like, it's not the visits aren't aren't anything. Hell, if somebody takes all my visits, I can't even travel for free. Like, how ridiculous is that? It's the only property where you can't you potentially couldn't travel to your own property. Right. Do you know how insane that is? Yeah. Like, excuse me. 
And what, I should be able to travel to my own property at all times. Like the fact that you go, well, the number of visits is, is max. Like, ex- no, no. Then I should be able to reserve. I should be able to reserve one visit for myself. And I go, yep, re- reduce my number of visits by one. And I will reserve it for myself. And I might not ever use it. But when I want to, I should be able to travel anytime I want to my own property. Like full stop. It's crazy. And it actually really irritates me. And what kind of airplane only flies at 10,000 feet? They give you the animation, the graphic, and it takes you to 10,000 feet. You fly at like 35, 40,000 feet going from New York to San Francisco. You don't fly at 10,000 feet unless you're running drugs. Well, I mean, you got to smuggle that up back somewhere. I guess so. Private jet. It ain't no private jet. Not at all. So we need to, Can private jets even go? For those prices, they are. Yeah, you're right. I like the prices. I like that it, like, causes people to, like, debate on whether they want to go and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. You'll call me stupid this week and for the next 12 months, but uh, in the end, I win. I mean, you don't know that. That's why we're going to call you stupid. I win. I mean... I think you're going to be like T Davis in our fantasy league personally, but. Oh, wow. You know what? I almost, I almost pulled off a victory last week. I mean, not you almost, almost, but you, I'm, you guys have been talking so much trash. I've been actually like trying to work the waiver wire, even though it's completely Wait. pointless as far as finishing out the season. Wait, you, but, you uh, lost 134 a, to 78. How is that an almost win? That's a different. Well, I can tell you why, because I went and actually looked at the waiver wire this week and the other weeks I hadn't been doing that. Well, that's better so, than thank me later. So, I mean, at least you're yeah, looking at the waiver yeah. wire. I, yeah, I put in two transactions. I picked up Zach Pascal I mean, and carry on Johnson, I think. I logged into the app several times and waved at it and nothing happened. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. I don't know if I'm just not wearing the white right wire or what, but I've waved several times on my app and nothing. I haven't gotten new players, so I must be doing something wrong. You did get a new player, so. I did the parade. I did the parade wave. I did the double-handed wave. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not doing the right kind of wave. Oh, oh do I need to get my team to do the wave? Like with like in a stadium, they need to go woo. No, no, you just gotta submit on Monday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah, that that's when your waiver is clear. So anyway, the fantasy foot, the Upland Fantasy Football League last week. Um, so yeah, as we said, Dizzy Dog beat up on T Davis, so one thirty four to seventy eight. Nietzscheren got a close win over Sunstar, 98 to 94. Blakely's boss team beat up on Recurrier, 104 to 78. Oh, look at that. T. Davis, if you would have played Recurrier, you would have won by 0. 0.02 points. 0. 0.02. <laughs> you, you could have beat Recurrier, yeah. just bad scheduling. <laughs> China had some redemption after his lowly 50 some odd uh, point week he ended up coming back and beating sparkles 101 to 99 uh z hidalgo beat uh thank me later 107 to 97 and uh i beat june june 137 to 113 i feel for june june because it's very frustrating when you score the third highest uh points in the league and take an l like that and then you have uh 
you have other people winning with lower scores. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So this week, uh, we're, we're getting, uh, we got three more weeks until the playoffs. Uh, this week, I'm playing Z Hidalgo. China and Thank Me Later are going head-to-head. Recurrier and Sparkles. Uh, Sunstar and Blakely. Dizzy and Nietzscheren are going at it. And uh, T. Davis and June June. And you're still projected. I mean, you're projected over 100 points this week, so that's good. That, that's a good thing there, T. Yeah, let me take a look at it. What are the playoff projections looking like? Uh, right now. Are there uh, any... Are there any- uh, backdoor plays or, or anybody sneaking up on a four seed. So it looking like right now, Nietzsche and Blakely's boss team, they're eight and three in first and second place. Nietzsche has the points over Blakely. I'm in third place at seven and four. I have the most points in the league. Choin is at seven and four. Um, and he's in fourth place. Top four teams make the playoffs and all tied at six and five are thank me later. Z Hidalgo, June, June, and uh, Dizzy's at five and six, so they're all in the playoff hunt. Uh, Thank me later has uh, more points than Blakely and Choina, and Z Hidalgo and June June. So he he's got a good shot at that. So it, they're still uh, about so four this teams is like a in must play. Win week though, because I'm playing Choina then. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's so, a huge matchup. Yeah. So this is an important matchup. So I need to learn to wave real good. Yes. Maybe two hands. Use both hands. Both hands. Mars says, just be the waiver. I like that. I'm going to wave using my whole body. Honestly, Choina, he needs a, I'm looking at his lineup. Can we lock it in now? Can we just lock in? Cause he doesn't have a quarterback or a defense playing. So <laughs> that's like my only chance because his, I don't know what, like, I think he's giving his people steroids. Like I feel like <laughs> these points projections are unfair. Like, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's he's oh debating. God. He's got he's got Roethlisberger on the bench. Shit, I'm screwed. Well, I got nothing. Their game got pushed from Thursday night to Sunday, so he was kind of waiting. I mean, to debate between Roethlisberger and Cousins, Roethlisberger's at uh, against Baltimore and Cousins at Carolina. I'd roll Cousins over Roethlisberger. Really? Yeah. Well. I don't know, Carolina, you might have a lot of Delvin Cook running on you. So, yeah, I might go Roethlisberger, even though uh, uh, Baltimore's D-line's kind of injured, so their pass rush isn't what it's supposed to be. So, yeah, I didn't understand anything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) I was following you. I just know never to be in a bathroom alone with Roethlisberger. That's all I know. Uh, (laughs) That's uh, good advice right there. No, it's, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Real quick, though, uh, Neighborhood Champion, they had that. We had uh, three people end up winning the Neighborhood Championship, and that's going to be very important here shortly. Yeah, so this was a big topic, of, and I know we're we're running long on this one, but, I mean, I, I think it's, it's a really – it was a big point of contact or a big point of conversation, I think, on our UCN uh, call today. I think it's a turning point. I don't, I don't imagine they're going to be doing these types of events anymore in the future. Um, I mean, f- the winners were decided within the first, I don't know, two hours, essentially. Basically. Where, you know, one leader, nice to meet you on uh, Pacific Heights, um, Nishrin on Sunset, and June June on uh, Dollar Ace. And, like, honestly, it was just like, okay, 
who's going to fight them for it and is it worth it? You get this champion bonus, which is a 2x on spud which is super cool so spud is really important spud is the beta test inside the beta for spark right so spud is a full parody of spark so they'll be using it to test um, times and efficiency and how it's used and how people leverage it Um, and uh, the champion thing is super cool uh, I think though your your two x bonus can only be used for building properties in those collections, which I'll be curious like if Nishiran knew that because Nishiran isn't going to spend any spud on that on um, sunset. He's just not like because he's going to spend it all on dog patch. Like a hundred percent, he's going to spend it all on dog patch. Absolutely. Um, because the thing is, while the buildings and the spud and everything is temporary, the points you earn from the competition as a community are permanent to that neighborhood, which is the points that you're going to need to unlock collections and various other things inside the neighborhoods, which is going to be huge. So, you know, I think a lot of people looked at it as like, okay, I'm not going to lie. I was... Uh, up until the last moment I had um, hacker pulling me the numbers for what would it take to buy a hundred properties in each of those areas. Ooh, that could um, get expensive. I mean, honestly, like mission Dolores was like um, a million. Um, they were, they were like between 6,000 and uh, average, they average at, at about 10,000 each. Um, so it's like a million up X to buy a hundred properties. And then I could have sniped it from June, June, but honestly I was like, June, June and I are, are super cool. He's been, he's been collaborative with me in some other um, competitions and it just, it just sucks. Like I was like, I don't want to do that to somebody like, you know, nice to me. One of us is going to come in second place and whoever comes in second place essentially just spend all that money for nothing. Cause those properties now granted, nice to meet you bought Pacific. So like that was a pretty good collection. That was a smart move. My mission Dolores isn't a collection. Those properties for a long time, like they're just not, they're not valuable enough to be able to, to get a profit. Um, and so, and then honestly, like, I was just like, you know, Nishiran wasn't going to let his go at any cost. I mean, maybe, but like, it's just, again, not worth getting into um, a sniping contest over something like this. And uh, I think a lot of people just kind of have fatigue on it. Uh, we were talking about it and I said, I think it would be better off um, if you guys remember what the, the, the team did for University Mount, so the community, and I don't want, I know it was June June and Z Hidalgo, but it was a collab. Mixplick, was that, were you in on that? I feel like you were, because I feel like it was Upland Central. Yeah, there, were, there was a bunch of people involved in that one. It was a massive collab for the, for the University Mount. Um, and you know, it was like a raffle and it's like, okay, so every property you buy, you get entered to be the champion and you could still do tiers where, um, you could do like, Oh, well, if you're an uplander, you just need one per entry. And if you were, you know, executive, you needed five per entry. And I think it would have driven a lot more activity, um, and buying honestly, cause I would have bought a couple. I didn't buy a single property during that whole event. And I, I think most people didn't because it's just like, eh. Apparently, Master Nine One One and the Lou Daddy that's right were involved. 
So thank you yeah. for that. I didn't career. buy much. I didn't buy anything in any of those for this competition either. I'm like, okay, it's getting old, and you're just using uh, another competition to mint more property. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like it's frustrating. Like, so honestly, the people who played played it well. Like, they got in, um, and it was interesting because Junjun mentioned he's like, well, like for him and Nishiran, it was very similar to the uh, Merced Manor challenge where you know everything kind of went really quick. So they all you know, so they jumped in early and bought some cheap properties um, and stuff like that. So. Uh, you know, that was good. I don't think their intention was to block anybody out. It was just to grab the cheapest properties, which then also drove the cheapest properties up for um, the lower level players. So actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, the other thing that could have been done that I think would be even more interesting is for every hundred or like every 10,000 upex you spend on unminted properties. So instead of just, because that's the other thing is like, buying some people don't want to just buy the you know the cheapest properties or something or, or even like number of up squares like you could change it like your up squared purchase because then that's also incentivizes people to buy big properties because usually there's a i think there's a, a multiplier somewhere along the line where like really big properties are cheaper per up square in a neighborhood but i could be wrong on that but i think that there is like a buying a bulk buying value. So like it could be more interesting if you went number of up squares purchased, um, something like that, where then it's like, Ooh, okay, here's a new metric and incentivizes to buy big properties or just different types of properties instead of just, Hey, let's buy the smallest, cheapest properties. Cause honestly that doesn't help the neighborhood just makes it, makes it more unobtainable for other players down the line. That's what I'll be intrigued about later in the future is what these neighborhoods look like, these outlying neighborhoods where we had a rush at them and a lot of stuff fell off. And we have these competitions where you buy up a bunch of properties. Where's your community development? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest risk is going to be like, quote unquote, these, uh, you know, dead properties, right? So if you're establishing a neighborhood, you want as close to 100% active participation as possible. And I mean, you're seeing people buying up entire blocks to ensure they are not going to necessarily develop those blocks. But, you know, TM has been adamant about, hey, look, I'm buying all these up and I will sell them at cost to people that prove that they're going to develop them. <laughs> like, if you tell me that you're going to develop these, I'm going to give them to you at cost so you can develop them. But I mean, that's genius. I mean, he has a massive neighborhood um, that he now has a lot of control over making sure that those properties don't end up like big dead spots where it was an uplander a year ago. And honestly, like now that I'm thinking about it, like that is probably New York's or New York's that's San Francisco's biggest risk is properties that were bought up by early players that then have abandoned the game. Um, so I think that that's going to be a really interesting dynamic um, when property development comes out is like you said, are there players who jumped in say Merced Manor just for the chance to get that super miles card and then they just don't play anymore or who bought up other stuff and just have abandoned the game and aren't going to do property development. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. 
Yeah. And uh, really quick there on Fiat Out, you had a nice article there posted by the Upland team on Medium about uh, some of your big property sales. I think uh, I would have, me personally, I wouldn't have put that. I mean, I understand you put a couple of them out there just to show to everybody that, hey, yes, you can sell these properties for uh, real cash and and a good sum of it and at a markup price you didn't have to discount it you know people aren't liquidating cool but man that that property by city hall i, I was surprised you let that one go yeah i mean honestly i picked it up i mean the reason i sold that is because that was one of the ones that was pretty it was a new acquisition for me it was a newer acquisition it came out when they when they launched the the latest like gap. Right. And like I go, and the other thing is I have so many properties, man, like I'm not going to be able to develop them all. And I don't want to have a massive property that I'm not going to develop. That's going to be a prime real estate. Right. Like, I, and so for me, if you're going to spend $500 on a property and it's next to the city hall, hopefully you're going to develop it. Um, that being said, I still have like, three properties that I can jump to and have access to city hall, um, like without needing to move. So I have three right across and I still have the library, which is right there. So but that was a yes. mass of property that you probably like once property development came out, business licenses, you, you could probably flipped it for 1500, I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's true. Uh, again, my, my point was my point of selling that property specifically is a, it's location, and B, this isn't a property that I bought at the beginning of the game. Right. This isn't something I bought in January. This is something I bought within the last two months that I'm selling for profit, for fiat, that 90% of the current community could have bought unminted. Like, that's that was the point of that. Like, hey, this is a brand, this is a new property that was there. So you can't say that, oh, the OGs had access to all these properties and we never even had a chance to get a property that we could sell. Nope. Yeah, you you stocked that property. That was like number two or number three on your list when the big properties were released. Um, I want to say it was probably the two. I can't remember if it was. Because number one one was the big one at Alamo Square. Alamo Square was number one. The Alamo Square one was, was definitely number one on my list. Um, and I think that one, and there was a, there's another um, one at City Hall that was a one that I got beat out by just a smidgen um, by MG or Green Turtle. I can't remember which. Um, but yeah, like that's my, my point of selling that one. Yeah, it's a great property. Honestly, all the property I sold, um, you know, were a little bit of my heart. Like the, the, the kitty property. Um, I sold the kitty property because that was like a, that was probably a, a huge markup. And then the massive 4,900 um, one, again, I actually sold that almost at mint, honestly. Yeah. Like I, I, of all of them, that's probably the one I, I like, if I regretted, I, which I don't, that would probably be the one that I <laughs> most regret. And then, um, yeah, Turtle Island. I was just like, yeah, I'll sell these for fun. Those were, I, I didn't get them unminted. I bought them secondhand um, and traded for them. But honestly, like, I'm working now on consolidating to focus on neighborhoods. So that was the other thing for me is like, 
Kitty Island isn't going to be a neighborhood. That glitched island isn't going to be a neighborhood. City Hall will likely be a neighborhood, but um, I already have significant properties in that area already. Um, and so it was a strategic move on my part, and it was to highlight the diversity of properties that are available to sell for profit. Each one of them had a different reason that they were valuable. Each one of them was marketed differently. Each one of them sold for different markups, but they were all sold for the max available cash out. Um, and so, and it wasn't sold to the same usual guys. These were new players. This was fresh fiat in. Um, so I, I think it was really important for me, if nothing else, to then to prove to other people, but to prove to myself, like this is viable. There is fiat out opportunity with the right marketing and understanding of the gaming mechanics, because that means every property that I put up for $500 sold. So I'd say that's pretty oh, damn successful. I, I'm, I'm, you were very successful with that. I'm good with the Kitty Island. I'm good with the other one. I was just uh, kind of shocked that you let such a big property by city hall go. I mean, you did make a good profit off of it. I just see the future value on that one. You know, there's, there's, there's your short term intermediate and long term. I just always yeah. thought that would have been a long term hold for you for, for profit down the road. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. And again, for me, I have the library. There's a, I have the San Francisco library. That's literally right there. Um, I also own like a whole block of properties in the same neighborhood and I own still three or four properties uh, right next to all of that as well. So I get it. I hope somebody builds something awesome there. Like, because again, I, there's going to be limited resources. I can't develop everything. And that, for me, was pretty low on my development list. I hear you. Maybe I could have held it and sold it for more. But um, I hope it's in good hands now. So. And, and you've done a lot for uh, for the Fiat Out. I mean, you're, you're the biggest success of the Fiat Out so far with uh, putting up a lot of the stuff there. And uh, Kitty Island, I, I think you got it at the peak because I think sooner or later it, it's going to – I mean – it's good that you got what you got for it too, because it's already, I think in my opinion, kind of like a moot point. Hey, this, <clears throat> this is a way we were integrating other NFT. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, you got Kitty Allen, but yeah, I think you maxed your I think value they'll build there. More there. I think that they'll build some more properties there though. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it's odd that the one, and we won't go into it here, the, the fourth property, it's a whole nother issue. Uh, oh yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> All right. But uh yes, I'm you got anything else for our fans tonight? Thank me later. Um I'll plug up X World again. Uh we got some big announcements, our partnership. I, I don't I, I didn't talk to the person who's launching. Uh there's another site that's launching this week. Um, that we will be uh, partnering with heavily. Um, they're going to be providing some really cool um, onboarding and training material as well as just additional um, market insights and some really cool stuff. Uh, so I'm very excited about that collaboration. Um, and so we'll see more of that, excuse me, later this week. Yeah, so definitely check out UpX World 
Uh, DailyUplander.com's provided the stats for us, as always, uh, providing us each and every week. And uh, both sites are very excellent, very good resources to use while making your purchases. Make sure that you are following us on Twitter. Uh, we will be setting up Rumble and Parlor accounts here soon. Um, and make sure you are, if you do listen and you're on the live broadcast, make sure you listen again so we get our download or listen counts along with sharing with your friends, making sure you're liking or retweeting anything that we post on Twitter. And uh, yeah, AT, you got anything else for us? Uh, just Thanksgiving event tomorrow. Um, looking forward to it. And that's it. Oh, yeah. And I'm on a plane back to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, everybody, once again, thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening. Happy Thanksgiving to the people that celebrate it. It's not racist. And <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's that's the new like happened. you haven't seen the news articles. It, it's getting great, ridiculous that's now. A great way to just end the entire broadcast. <laughs> it's not racist. It's not racist. Thanksgiving and is not out. racist, <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> I just saw a news article come across my screen about how Thanksgiving is now racist. So whatever, cancel culture. Love it. Uh, enjoy the time with the friends and family that you get to hang out with, and uh, we'll definitely talk to you next week. It's the Offix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Offix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping.